0: upon you. So every year news publications run a recurring story indicating the top places to work and I'm looking at a list from 2018 it's worldwide technology top places to work from CNBC and the names are like HubSpot, Google, Bain & Company, Facebook, Netflix and you know people they spend so much time and energy Uh, trying to make their resumes uh, look desirable so they can apply for one of these jobs. And, you know, they pray that they're able to work at one of these places. But these places don't hire just anyone. They look for certain skill sets, certain background, certain schooling, and um, also a lot of soft skills. You know, are they a good team player? Uh, Are they someone who's uh, hardworking? And based on that, they make a decision if they're going to hire that person or not. And it's ironic that these people, they strive so hard to get a job at a place that, that they might work uh, you know, a number of years before, at worst case, their lives are over, and yet they completely negate the hereafter. And the reality is, in the hereafter, we're all going to have a job to fulfill, and that job is going to be dependent on how we perform in this life. If we waste our time in this life and we don't prioritize accordingly— it's going to be similar to the person who you know chooses not to go to school or goes to school and just slacks off the whole time. And we see this example with the angels. God tells us that every angel has a specific job. In 37, 164 through 165, it reads, Each one of us has a specific job. We are the arrangers. We have duly glorified our Lord. And some of the other jobs that God tells us that the angels uh, fulfill are in 1311 where it says shifts of angels take turns staying with each of you. They are in front of you and behind you. They stay with you and guard you in accordance with God's commands. So at any given time, there's angels that are guarding us. Then in addition, there's angels that are recording everything. In 5016, it reads, we created the human and we know what he whispers to himself. We are closer to him than his jugular vein. Two recording angels at right and at a left are constantly recording. So you can anticipate there is 7 billion people on this planet and there's going to be at least two angels guarding them and two angels recording and they work in shifts. And this is just a pittance compared to all the roles and functions and responsibility that God has given to these angels. And one of the classic cases of someone getting fired from God's kingdom is Satan. God gave the the angels... Certain jobs and a responsibility to serve the human being. But Satan said, I don't want to serve. And therefore, he was kicked out of God's kingdom. He was fired. He was banished. Because just like a company won't tolerate someone who slacks off or someone who doesn't do their job, uh, God's kingdom is the same manner. If you don't want to do the job that God has assigned for you, that has been perfectly tailored for your qualities, then you don't have to work in God's kingdom. But it's going to be a very sad day on the Day of Judgment when we come face-to-face with our Creator. And some people, they've done zero in this life to prepare themselves for this eternal job. And because of that, they're not going to be hired in God's kingdom. And they're going to have to spend all of eternity wishing that they could have done better in this life. And God is not going to hire someone who's evil, who's wicked, just like you know, Google isn't going to hire someone that they find is gonna be a nuisance to their company. In 1851, it says, I never permitted them to witness the creation of the heavens and the earth, nor the creation of themselves, nor do I permit the wicked to work in my kingdom. So if we like it or not, we are all applying for a job in God's kingdom. Some people are just not aware of this. They spend their entire life not thinking about God, not preparing, and it's no different than the person who chooses not to go to school to get a major that hopefully they can get a job uh, uh, prospect from, or someone who does go to school and spends the whole time partying and drinking and not thinking about the coursework or what they need to learn in order to be successful. And we each are going to be paid for whatever work we do in this life, and it's going to be dependent on what work we get in the hereafter. In 3654 says, on that day, no soul will be wronged in the least You'll be paid precisely for whatever you did. The dwellers of paradise will be on that day happily busy. Meaning we are preparing ourselves for this eternal job that we're going to have. And you get so much fulfillment out of doing quality work. And the aspect is God knows us better than we know ourselves. And if we apply ourselves properly and we follow God's commandments then on the day of judgment, we're going to have a job that's going to be so fulfilling that it's going to leave us, as it says in the verse, happily busy. But in order to get this job, we have to have something that I'm stealing from uh, the, the expression from cryptocurrency, but proof of work. We have to show that we've done the work in order to qualify for that job. Whether we like it or not, throughout this entire experience on earth, we're going to do one of two kinds of works. Either good work or evil work. And based on whatever work we do, we're going to be assigned accordingly. In chapter 3, verse 30, it says, The day will come when each soul will find all the good works it had done brought forth. As for the evil works, it will wish they were far, far removed. God alerts you that you shall reverence Him alone. God is compassionate towards the people. So in this world, we have a choice. Do we want to do good works? Or do we want to do evil works? The choice is completely up to us. God is telling us that there's going to be a day. It's going to be judgment day. And all our grades are going to be assigned based on the work we did in this life. If we slack off, if we don't do righteous work, we don't give to charity, we're not kind, we're not humble, then on the day of judgment, we have no one to blame but ourselves. But if we spend this time doing good works, trying to earn God's uh, uh, appreciation, trying to earn God's, you know, dignity that only comes from God, then we're going to be very happy with the results. In 2746, it says, he said, oh, my people, why do you hasten to commit evil instead of good works? If only you implore God for forgiveness, you may attain mercy. So we have to prove our work. (laughs) We have to show that we want to work in God's kingdom, that we want to be hired. And the irony is that irrespective If we choose to submit willingly or unwillingly, we're ultimately going to submit to God. There is no choice about that. And it's the same thing as like a fish who's trying to swim upstream against a strong current. It doesn't matter how much they struggle. The current is going to direct them towards the direction that they're destined to go. And same thing, we see the example of Satan. Satan said, look, I don't want to serve the human being. I don't want to participate in this experiment. I'm better than he. And what he didn't realize was that ultimately he is serving the human being. He's testing the human being. He said, I'm made of fire and the human being is made of clay. But when you put clay inside fire, it purifies it. And that's what his purpose is. So now he's submitting to God unwillingly and he's going to have no reward in the hereafter for the work he's doing. In 27:89 through 90, it reads, those who bring good works in their records will receive a far better rewards and they will be perfectly secure from the horrors of that day. As for those who bring evil works, they will be forced into hell. Do not get requited for what you did. And this is the reality, is we are applying for a job in God's kingdom. Whether we like it or not, this is our destiny. And what we do, the work we do in this life, is going to dictate the job we're going to have for all of eternity. Because God is giving us an entire lifespan to prove ourselves, to prove our worthiness, that we deserve to have a prominent position in God's kingdom. And if we can't prove it throughout an entire lifespan, then it just goes to show that we don't deserve that position. And it's the same thing in, a, in the work environment. They look, they say, okay, what work experience do you have? Let me talk with some past references. Let me understand the quality of your work, your knowledge, your experience. And based on that information, they're going to make a decision if they're going to hire you or not. And it's no different in God's kingdom. But the consequences and the rewards are far greater than what we can expect. So when we're in this life, what is our purpose? A lot of people, they say, look, God is almighty, is, uh, has all the provisions, infinite number of provisions. You know, why does he need us to do anything? And it's an absolute blessing from God that he gives us purpose in this life and in the hereafter. Because imagine a life where you had no purpose, no uh, nothing that you could contribute, nothing that you can participate in because God was doing absolutely everything. It would be miserable. And it's out of God's mercy that he gives us this opportunity to serve. And we see what the response is when we tell people to give to charity, to do righteous works, and we read it in 36:47 when it reads when they are told give from God's provisions to you, those who disbelieve say to those who believe why should we give to those whom God could feed if he so will you're really far astray so these people they think you know why should i feed the poor why should i give you know money to to, uh, to someone in need why doesn't god give it god has infinite provisions and what they're missing out is this is an opportunity it's out of god's mercy that he's giving these people a loan of righteousness to go and do righteous works on behalf of God so they can earn credit, so they can earn a prominent position in God's kingdom. And these opportunities are presented to us daily. There is not a day that goes by that there isn't something that we can do to promote kindness, to promote appreciation, to reflect God's light onto us, all the blessings that God has given us. In 67.2, it reads the purpose of our life. And it reads, The one who created death in life for the purpose of distinguishing those among you who would do better. He is the Almighty, the Forgiving. This is the purpose of our life, is to differentiate who is going to do better. I mean, what is more just than to give someone a lifelong chance to convince themselves to pr- uh, provide proof That they deserve to be in God's kingdom. That they deserve to be hired by God. Because if there's nothing of value that they can provide, that if all they have is unappreciation, uh, wickedness, evil thoughts, bitterness, complaining, then who would want to work in a, a company with individuals like that? And God's kingdom is no different. In 90 verse 4 it reads, We created the human being to work hard to redeem himself. This is the purpose of our life, is to work hard, to earn back God's favor, to be able to make it back into God's kingdom and God willing in a more prominent position than we were before. In 3195, it says, Their Lord responded to them, I never fail to reward any worker among you for any work you do. Be you male or female, you're equal to one another. Meaning, you do one iota of good on behalf of God, to please God and you do this for your own good, then God will reward you manifold. We listened to the, uh, the uh, verse in the other podcast that God amplifies every good deed by 700 times manifold. For every ounce of good we do, God is giving us so much in return. So we all have an equal opportunity, and it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, uh, what ethnicity you are, what background you have, Every single human being on this planet has the opportunity to do good or to do evil. In whichever work we do, we're going to be paid back for that work. In 43.32, it says, Are they the ones who assign your Lord's mercy? We have assigned their shares in this life, raising some of them above others in ranks in order to let them serve one another. The mercy from your Lord is far better than any material they may hoard the purpose of this life is for us to serve to serve one another and in 6165 it reads he is the one who made you inheritors of the earth and he raised some of you above others in rank in order to test you in accordance with what he has given you surely your lord is efficient in enforcing retribution he is forgiver most merciful so we are each going to be tested with what we were given And God tells us in the Quran to give from the possessions you love. And from this, we have to serve one another. The rich serve the poor. The poor serve the rich in perfect symbiotic unison. And we have to be appreciative of this. If we complain, if we object, we say, no, I don't want to do my role. I don't want to serve. I don't want to do good things. I just want to be an evil, unappreciative person. Then our destiny is written in those actions. In forty nine thirteen says, "O people, we have created you from the same male and female, and rendered you distinct peoples and tribes, that you may recognize one another. The best among you in the sight of God is the most righteous. God is omniscient, cognizant. So we are going to be tested by one another. Are we going to recognize one another, or are we going to be ill of one another?" Are we going to say, you know, I'm too rich to serve that poor person or I'm too poor to serve that rich person? And irrespective, whatever background we have, whatever socioeconomic status we have, this has been perfectly designed because righteousness is something that anyone can earn. It doesn't require any money. It doesn't require a major. It doesn't require any education. It's something that we all have the opportunity every single day to provide to the world. And if we do it by God's leave, God is going to reward us in this life and in the hereafter. So one of the questions we have to always be asking is, how can I serve? What can I do for the better of this earth, to make this earth a better place? What righteous work can I do to glorify God? And we have an awesome example in the Quran of Moses. So when Moses was banished from Egypt, when he fled because he was scared that they were going to kill him, He traveled, and in 28.22 reads, As he traveled towards Midian, he said, May my Lord guide me in the right path. When he reached Midian's water, he found a crowd of people watering, and noticed two women waiting on the side. He said, What is it that you need? They said, We are not able to water until the crowd disperses, and her father is an old man. He watered for them, then turned to the shade, saying, My Lord, whatever provision you send to me... I am in dire need for it. How awesome is this? Here is Moses in exile. He has nothing. And he's still providing value to someone else. He sees two women in need. And he says, I have the physical strength and the ability to fetch water for them. And I'm going to do it. Then he turns to God and implores God. He says, God, whatever provision you send to me, I am in dire need for it. So if we want our needs met by God... We need to fulfill the needs of someone else first. And how did God respond to this action? It continues Soon, one of the two women approached him shyly and said, My father invites you to pay you for watering for us. When he met him, he told him his story. He said, Have no fear, you have been saved from the oppressive people. So, by doing this one good deed, by putting someone else before himself, being a selfless human being, God rewarded him with security, put him under the uh, 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 stewardship of uh, uh, Shweb, another righteous prophet, gave him a wife, a family, a job. All this because he put the priorities of others, the priorities of doing righteousness over the priorities of himself. And we see another example in 59.9. It says, as for those who provided them with a home and refuge and were believers before them, They love those who immigrated to them and find no hesitation in their hearts in helping them. In fact, they readily give them priority over themselves, even when they themselves need what they give away. Indeed, those who overcome their natural stinginess are the successful ones. So we have an opportunity in this world every single day, every single moment of our life. Are we going to be appreciative or unappreciative? Are we going to be kind and humble or mean and nasty? And uh, just a sinful person. And we see another example. We see how these people, they treated the traveling alien. They opened up their home. They, uh, they were respectful. They fed them. They provided them security. And you see the same thing with Abraham, who God calls his close friend, his beloved friend. Uh, someone who's extremely kind and clement. When the two angels, before they knew they were angels, they were just traveling aliens. Abraham saw him. He invited them to dinner and roasted a fat calf for them gave him the best food he had. And you compare that, you contrast that with the people of Lot. When the same angels went to Lot to warn Lot and his family about what was to come to Sodom and Gomorrah, the people of Lot surrounded the uh, uh, Lot's home and wanted to rape and kill these angels, these individuals who were there, who did nothing wrong to anyone in that society. And you see that contrast. So something we always have to be asking ourselves is, how can I serve? How can I serve God? And by serving God, what I'm doing is I'm opening the opportunity to do godly work on behalf of God, to expand God's light. God is reflecting this light by giving us so many infinite blessings, and it's up to us. Are we going to share that light? Are we going to go and do good works? Are we going to be appreciative, constantly commemorate God, worship God alone? And in order... To make it into God's kingdom, we have to be tested. We have to show that we worship God, that we're going to do righteous works under all conditions. And it's no different than when you go into a uh, job interview and they give you an exam. Maybe it's a, a, a verbal exam. Maybe it's one that they say, hey, you know, solve this equation or write this program. Whatever it is, God's kingdom is no different. You know, if all it took was to say we believe and we'd be admitted into God's kingdom, Imagine going into one of these top companies and say, hey, look, I want to work here. And they just hire whoever uh, accepts it. No, they have to be tested. In 18.7, it reads, we have adorned everything on earth in order to test them and to distinguish those among them who work righteousness. So God made this world incredibly beautiful, tempting, so many luxuries, so much entertainment. And it's to see which one do we give priority to? Are we going to give priority to this life or to the hereafter? Are we going to give priority to getting the best job in this world or in the hereafter? In 29.2, it says, Do the people think that they will be left to say we believe without being put to the test? We have tested those before them for God must distinguish those who are truthful and he must expose the liars. So the second we say we believe, you can think that we're accepted into kind of an internship program. And from that, we're going to be tested. We're going to be presented with things of this world and the ability to do righteous works for the hereafter. And we're going to see which one is our priority. In seventeen, eighteen through 19, it says, Anyone who chooses this fleeting life as his priority, we will rush to him what we decide to give him. Then we commit him to Gehenna, where he suffers forever, despised and defeated. As for those who choose the hereafter as their priority, and work righteousness while believing, their efforts will be appreciated. For each one of them we provide, we provide for those and these from your Lord's bounties. Your Lord's bounties are inexhaustible. Note how we preferred some people above others in this life. The differences in the hereafter are far greater and far more significant. There's a pay structure that is gets a lot of scrutiny. Is the differential between the CEO and the lowest person of the, uh, the company. And, you know, most of the time you'll see that the It's like 300, 400x the amount of money the CEO makes versus the bottom person, the entry level employee in the company. And God is saying in the hereafter, those differences are going to be astronomically greater. And the thing is, most companies, you know, they have a budget for how many people they can hire, how big a team can be. In God's kingdom, the budget is inexhaustible. All it's looking for are good employees to work who want to work in God's kingdom and can prove that their priorities are set straight, that their number one priority is to do good, to be righteous, to be a caring, thoughtful individual. And those ones God has an infinite budget for, has infinite numbers of roles for. And the more righteous we are in this world, the more of a prominent position we're gonna have in the hereafter, to the point where you look at the difference between the CEO pay and the entry-level pay in this life is gonna be nothing compared to the hereafter. And we do all this for our own good, God doesn't need any of this. Again, God is doing this for us as a favor because God could do all this himself. God is almighty, omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent, all-powerful. He doesn't need any of us. But it's an absolute blessing from God that he's giving us this opportunity, that he's opening up a role in his kingdom for us to be able to contribute, to find fulfillment. In it. And he's designed the life we have in this world To best prepare us for our role. And are we going to seize this opportunity? Are we going to take God up on this? God willing, we can think more about our career in the hereafter. And realize that the work we do in this life ultimately will pay us back to whatever work we have in the hereafter. And the choice is 100% up to us. God willing, we're going to end there. If you guys got comments questions, hit us up at crontalk at gmail.com. And until next time, peace and God bless.